We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elimination game on the road is so incredibly hard to do. You guys were able to cope, uh, control most of this game from start to finish. What are a couple of the things that stand out to you about this one? Well, I think you know the. And first, I'd like to just congratulate the Cavs on uh, the great year they had. And their the JB and his staff did a phenomenal job to put them in the position that they did. So, and that team is so talented. Uh, and for us, you know, things clicked for us. And I thought we played well down the stretch of the regular season and carried over uh, into the playoffs. And then we had a number of guys step up. So we, you know, we took some hits and maybe the silver lining was, you know, guys were out the last month for us in the regular season. Jalen was out extended amount of time. Uh, Julius was out extended. And the other guys played more the more significant roles in different positions and that sort of thing. And I think that helped us uh, here. And I thought we had a number of guys step up step up tonight. I thought the way uh, Mitch played just set the tone for everything. And Julius was super aggressive to start the game. Uh, and I think that gave us a big lift. And then once we, we had the cushion, we playing from the lead on the road. I think it was, it was huge for us, but the, the rebounding was really the, the name of the game. Uh, Matt in uh, Australia, I am so proud of this team. Genuinely the best moment of my Knicks fandom. I'm only 29. I want to cry with happiness. I love you, KFS. You're all amazing. Thank you, Matt. Um, we love you. You've been, you, you, you're, another, you're one of the old heads. You've been here for a long time, and you... I, I b- believe are watching these games from Australia, which is, I mean, kudos to you. Um, the best moments of my Knicks fandom. I mean, 99 is still number one for me and it will be until I, I I'll, I'll let you know when, when something tops 99, I'm trying to think of this a second. Um, it's weird because in terms of like individual moments, like, you know, I'll, Never forget the putback dunk and how I felt when Ewing put that back in '94. Um, a weird one that lives with me and me only that a lot of other people have since forgotten because it didn't end up meaning anything was um, Ewing's spin move to win game five in '95. That is the only time in my life where I've ever cried uh, true tears, like gushed tears of joy. It didn't end up being anything because they lost the series uh, and it was the second round, whatever. But like that's there. 
Um, 99 had a few moments. And this. Uh, it means it's top five for me. Um, and I've been watching since 93, 94. So do without what you will. Uh, Hamdy M. Uh, guys, like all I ever wanted was to, like, oh my God, I hope some, somebody listens to me when I do this podcast. Thank you, Hamdy. Um, hey, John. Here we go. Here's where I vamp. Just want to give our coach some serious credit. He had this team ready to play tonight. His adjustments, timely timeouts, and substitutions. I can't say enough about him. He totally deserves this. And thank you, KFS. Andrew, come up here. You want me here for this? Okay. I want you here for this. Alrighty. <clears throat> um, behind the scenes, <laughs> we'll go. We had conversations last year off air because I was I was very passionate about my defense of this head coach uh, in front of this camera. What on earth could you mean? <laughs> and you would like this is how much like people I don't know maybe some people out there watching think this is like an act or whatever but like me and Andrew would <laughs> <laughs> nothing fake about this. Damn. Andrew would be like you need to calm down and understand that like People who maybe not on this coach's side um, are have valid points, and we would Andrew, God bless you, because you charge me for therapy. Uh, but you know what? All the people that were criti- critical of Tom Thibodeau last year were absolutely right because he had one of the worst years of any coach in the NBA, and it was undoubtedly the worst year of his career, and. 23 games into this season as friend of the potty and Bagley has reported and and also shout out to Jeroen Weissman who has written on this as well uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, Tom Thibodeau telling conf- at least one confident that he thought he was out of a job like well and going so well I've I got to the point where I was willing to accept and embrace the fact that maybe this was not the right place for Tibbs and that like that disconnect with the front office and the whole thing. Like I, but I never, I never wavered on the fact that like, if you give the guy, if you give this guy as Bill Parcells used to say, the ingredients, right? Mm. If you give him the ingredients that he wants and look, that's a, that's a knock on him, right? Cause some coaches, you give many ingredients in the cookie or four course, five-star meal. This coach, he he kind of does need some specific ingredients, but man, this I've never wavered on. If you give this coach the ingredients, he'll make you a meal, and it's probably gonna taste pretty good. And I hope, I hope, I I mean this, I hope, if nothing else, people who have been critical of him over the last few years and have looked for any excuse to criticize him, whether it be because of a rotation thing or a, a, a play style thing or whatever, can at least for tonight, because I'm sure 
next series. I, I, Andrew, how much you want to bet? I'm going to be sitting on here in front of this camera next series, and I'm going to have to be staving off. Tom Kibito is awful as our head coach. Why do we have this guy? He is not the guy to take us to the promised land. Oh, I'll, I'll come up and yell at those people with you. No, this is the best coach we've had since Jeff Van Gundy. Well, so- and yeah, that that's all I want people to acknowledge with the understanding that this is a sport and a, a venue that is designed to have the coach criticized because it is hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And if you do the thing and the thing doesn't work and you lose, you get criticized. I, I just hope everybody could at least tonight take a minute and be like, you know what? <laughs> we haven't had a lot of very good head coaches over the last bunch of years. This one's pretty good. And at least whatever your personal opinions on him may be, at least recognize that and give him his credit for that. And uh, thank you, MDM, for for, um, your generous contribution and also for saying as much because we're all giving flowers left and right to all these other people. And I I appreciate the moment that we could give a little bit of flowers to Tom Thibodeau. That's all. And the cool thing about what's happened with this and and how this has led to giving Tibbs his flowers is again, like the Tom Coughlin comps are just staring right at us. You know, like I've read a lot of, of, I want to think if it was the Victor Cruz book or um, like what, what profiles on those giants teams that just like Tiki Barber's talked about this. Like one of the big reasons he retired in 07 was partially because he's, his body just didn't want to play football anymore. But part of it was just like, I just did not want to play for Tom Coughlin ever again. And on his exit interview where he knew that like, he's never going to walk back in as a player, it was like, you know, he's a good coach. He's just terrible with people. Like he has a stubbornness to him that needs to change. And because it's the Knicks, we don't know as much as we might, but there's been a clear adjustment well, in how he's coached this year. And part of it is he got his guys and part of it is Josh Hart. But like the trust he showed in Obi in the fourth quarter on Sunday, part of it is that he finally trusted in Obi. But part of it is that like Obi became one of his guys. The reason he's trusted quickly so much more this year. Part of it is that he's now like allowed himself to see if he's ready. But part of it is that quickly became one of his guys. And I'm sure it like, crushed him. Wasn't he Derrick Rose's best man at Derrick Rose's wedding? And yet benching him was the turning point of the season. Like hats off to to all the the people that uh, yourself included that stood by him, but also hats off to him for like adapting and adjusting. And look, they won this series because of Mitchell Robinson. They won this series because of a lot of other contributors. Tibbs also took J.B. Bickerstaff in his first ever playoff series behind the woodshed. Just plain and simple. Coaching advantage was massive in this series. And there were this one first round series that ended in four games and then the Knicks along with two other teams uh, ended the series in well, I shouldn't say this. The Miami game is still ongoing, but Milwaukee's up by a lot now. And um, it looks like that series is going to continue at the very least in game six. So uh, three teams that ended it in five uh, who plays later tonight? I forget. The Some... the Warriors and Kings are playing right now. So oh want, yeah, that's right. Want to okay. change the channel? Go ahead. They're around the second half. Um, I still have heat heat. But anyway, mm-hmm. like the Knicks ended the series in five games. They did so as the worst shooting team in the NBA playoffs. 
reasonable minds may differ. Mm-hmm. I don't think them being the worst shooting team in the NBA playoffs is a reflection on the coaching. No. I believe the fact that they won this series in five games despite being the worst shooting team in the NBA playoffs is something that like everybody needs to take a second to consider and appreciate and understand how this coach all season long was able to take this squad and say, these are our strengths. These are our weaknesses. We are going to emphasize our strengths and we are going to minimize our weaknesses and we are going to do those two things better than anyone else in the league. And they did it. Yep. Credit to him. And credit, credit to, him. to the entire coaching staff. Yep. Cosign. Okay. Thank you, Hamdi, for giving me the runway to do that. <laughs> Jason M. What's going on, Jason? Shout out to Mensa. He called it. Nixon 5. Let's go, Nix. Completely agree. Mensa is the real MVP tonight. Junon, Josh Hart, and Wilt Chamber Mitch just out rebounded the entire Cavs team. It's my favorite stat of the season. Easily my favorite stat of the season. Someone uh, should tell that greased rat out in South Beach. Oh my God. That there was a storm coming. Oh my God. Let's, let's freaking go. Or the Bucks. Anyone can get it. Again, let's go seven. Go seven. I don't, I don't care. Go seven. Talk your shit, Juanon. Talk your shit, Juanon. Give me a cute series in the second round. That greased rat. He called him a greased rat. There's a yes. storm coming. Rat Riley, baby. What what uh, movie franchise do I think of with the quote, there's a storm coming? Oh, I don't know, actually. I, come on, Terminator. tell me. Terminator. Oh, duh. Okay. That's, that's a bad miss by me. That's a bad miss. Apologies. It's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? How you doing? Sorry I didn't get a chance to look at your 18 team team trade from earlier today. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that. Unreal, unreal, unreal. So emblematic the way they won. Randall goes down. It doesn't matter. Grimes, who cares? Offensive rebounding and physicality, yes. Don't underestimate it. They lost a starter for the last two and a half games, and they lost Julius Randall for half a game. And yet, Randall went down and they're like, I don't even think there was a thought that they were going to lose this game. Like that. This team is so good. They're so good and so sound and they can't shoot at all. Thanks, Kevin. Ariel, first time, long time. Welcome aboard, Ariel. Uh, RJ said we're going to shock the world and I believe him now. Is it possible that we could play we can outplay the exhausted bucks or the cute looking heat. Not trying to get too excited. Ha. Um, all right. I'll allow myself to talk about this now. Um, playoff Jimmy scares the ever living shit out of me. And you should scare the ever living shit out of you because that dude is not a real that that he's a he's a he's a robot. Um that's frightening. He would be the I mean we we said Donovan Mitchell would be the best player in this series. He was not the best player in this series. I feel comfortable saying that Jimmy Butler would be the best player in a Knicks Heat series. Um I and I don't feel bad about that. But but even if he is, I think we could beat the Heat. 
Um, the biggest thing about them is their their shooting volatility worries me so much because there are nights like their their guys are shooting with confidence. They're Gabe Vincent's and the Max Truces and the Duncan Robinsons. Like those guys are shooting with confidence. Unfortunately, um, heat culture, hashtag heat culture, there's no D in hashtag heat culture. They're missing a D there. Um, and they can't defend and they're not a good defense or they're not a great defense. And I don't even know if they are capable of being a very good defense. All due respect to Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Like they don't have any other good defenders. We'll see if Lowry could ramp it up if it comes to that, because I thought he had some nice moments, at least in the last game that I watched against the Bucks on defense. Um, I think that would be a knockdown drag it out series. I think it'd be a great series. I think it'd be a fun series. I think that series could go either way. Going up against Jimmy. Worries me. Bucks. Uh, the Bucks were my preseason pick to win it all. I they're down right now. They're they're probably going to win this game. If they win this game, can they go into Miami and win? I don't know. I think the Bucks are not a great matchup for us. Then again, I said the same thing about the Cavs. What the fuck do I know? Uh, but being able to have Drew Holiday to put on Jalen Brunson, while acknowledging that Jalen Brunson cooked Drew Holiday the last matchup they had, that, that happened. That was a thing that happened. We watched it. And having Giannis to put on Julius and the Brooke Lopez factor pulling Mitch out of the paint. Those three things in particular. And then, you know, it becomes an RJ Barrett series, and RJ Barrett just showed you because this series kind of became an RJ Barrett series and RJ Barrett was up to the task. Now the Bucks are a different animal from this Cavs team. Um, again, if it is them, it, I, I think it would be, I think it'd be a great test. Um, will they be exhausted? Might that factor in? Can you steal a game? Can you steal one of the first two games in Milwaukee? You know, I, look, We'll see. Uh, I look forward to analyzing that series, either of these series, it, whichever one comes to pass. I'll say that. Frank Sound, Mitchell Problemson. I love it. Let's go next. Great job, Frank Sound. That was good. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? How are you, my man? First time, long time, John. Do you hear the trumpets? I do. Let me hear it. This team, repeat this team. Jalen Brunson averaging two points per game in the playoffs, less than how many millions he is averaging on this contract. Say it. Hashtag we hear. I, I feel bad that Brunson had such a rough second half because this series was such a validation for him and his ability to be the best player on a great team. Because I mean, even with tonight's performance, and again, he was the leading scorer on the team. So it's like his performance, we've gotten so spoiled, right? We've gotten so spoiled by Jalen Brunson because he's so freaking efficient. And he had like one half where he didn't make shots and he still controlled the pace. Um, he was still like the leading scorer in the series. I think either him or Mitchell Robinson was the best player from the series. I would probably give the nod to Brunson. For him to be the best player in this series, like that's a big freaking deal. That is a big freaking deal. And they got him and they didn't have to trade four first round picks. They didn't have to trade their best young players. 
they didn't have to go, you know, with a contract that's $50 million a year. Franchise changing acquisition. Jalen Brunson. Aunt C, hashtag 63 wins. Thank you, KFS. Thank you, Aunt C. Cheers to you. Um, Frank Miranda. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Let's freaking go. No negativity tonight. We all deserve this one. More RJ Crow pie for me, me and you both, buddy. He has had an amazing turnaround. We need Randall to get healthy. So go Bucks for tonight. Um, We're we're not talking about RJ enough. I'm not talking about RJ enough. I didn't give RJ enough flowers early on. The dude, I can't believe he did what he did tonight. He was even better tonight. He was somehow better tonight than he was the previous two games. Didn't think that was possible. Keith, let's go. I'm so freaking happy. These boys have done nothing but prove everyone, including me at times, wrong. I cannot overstate how proud I am. What a playoff debut from Big Mitch. Shouts to the KFS fan. We deserve this. I'm happy you pointed out that this was his playoff debut because I feel like it gets swept under the rug. Um, he didn't play against the Hawks. Obviously, we remember that, but like we don't talk about that, that he didn't play against the Hawks. Like, I've... Again, we'll do a little bit of behind the scenes here. Like Fred Katz, just an amazing friend of the pod. And I'm so thankful for him that he comes on and he shares his insight with us. But like we do get to pick Fred's brain and hear Fred's anecdotes a little bit like off air. And I'm not going to say anything out of turn here, but like he kind of shares with us what it's like to like be around Mitchell Robinson and like to like interview him and like to to just his personality and the whole thing he is he is just one of one and he is from what i could gleam so relaxed during this series in every way just like he's so relaxed at like every moment of his life nothing gets to him he's a big kid and to have a guy who like feels no pressure going into a massive game, a massive series, this and that, and just goes out there and does what he does. And like the frightening thought for the rest of the NBA is it like, I, I, I don't know if this is, this might come off as like a diss to Mitch, but I'm going to say it. What if like, for the first time in Mitch's career, he decided like, oh, I really got to lock in is the playoffs. You know? Like, oh, I okay, enough messing around. I got to I got to take this seriously now. What if and then he like then now he's good cuz Mitch is online. He know he hears everything. What if Mitch all of a sudden, now Mitch is hearing all of this about like, oh my god, you were the best player in the series. What if Mitch is like, wow, this is what happens when I like really lock in and really like don't let teams do anything in the paint or anywhere on the court. How frightening of a thought is that? And I think that's what he's capable of. I really do. 
I think he's that good. He's a special player. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping, let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to hellofresh.com/filmschool50 and use code filmschool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's hellofresh.com/filmschool50 and use code film School 50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hayden Freed, what's going on, Freed? Um, Bozo's Clowns, you like Cleveland? Mensa. I feel like Bruce the Shark and Finding Nemo. Food. RJ Barrett, turn me up. I love it. Thank you, Aiden. Appreciate it. Alex, what's going on? Hello from the Land of Enchantment. I'm so happy for these players and for all Nick fans. What a team. Amen. Nothing to add there. Uh, Hushzu, Scott Perry to bring an 18-year, barely 200-pound kid from the second round, Wes, to beg for IQ, Leon Rose to bring in Obi. Mills getting RJ. Applaud all around. That's a great tweet. It really does take everything to put together a team that is capable of winning a playoff series, um, especially this playoff series. <clears throat> and regarding Mitchell Robinson being 200 pounds, do you remember back during Mitchell Robinson's rookie year where we were like, this player can't defensive rebound? Like he couldn't clean up. He couldn't. He he couldn't stop fouling, and he couldn't clean up the glass appropriately enough for his position. They had to you know, played in his freaking canter. You know, 
for him to have bulked up and then we kind of all made fun of him because they're like we were like well, what are you doing in the offseason like this isn't you're, like you're bulking up too much guess what he found the balance he found the balance Jeremy Chase Mitch played like a man possessed I love this team so much on to round two baby go New York go New York go um, there's something I thought of earlier today and I was hoping that I would get to um, go to it I'm going to look it up right now uh, Andrew get up the next super chat but I'm going to I'll do this I'll multitask uh, Kyle Korath Thank you for the contribution, Kyle. I'm so proud of this team, man. No matter what happens the rest of the playoffs, it's been so refreshing and fun to see how Jalen Brunson changed the franchise. Amen to that. I'm so happy you put it that way. He absolutely changed the franchise. Again, we're focused on the here and now. We're focused on all the guys who had huge games tonight. This season has been about Jalen Brunson. Full stop. My favorite Nick season ever. And I was born in 19. He was born in 1996. Just to start. Yep. So the thing that I want to say, and I'll say it real quick now, like this Nick team won a playoff series. Um, How cool is that? The mellow. So they have now equaled the amount of playoff series won by the um, mellow Knicks. There were in the Patrick Ewing era one, two, two years where the Knicks did not get this far. So Patrick Ewing's first year in the playoffs, and then in ninety ninety one, which was a year that really went sideways, they actually finished under five hundred that year. They did not even get out of the first round. In another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, seven years. In the Patrick Ewing era, they lost in the East. They lost in the round that the Knicks are about to go to. So if the Knicks lose in the next round, they will, even if they lose in the next round, they will have made it as far as nine teams led by Patrick Ewing. Now, of course, Patrick Ewing also had, um, two teams that made it to the conference finals and two teams that made it to the NBA finals. And that is why he is arguably the greatest Nick in history because he led those teams to those, to those places. But like we will sit here and we will, I will do it at least. I will glorify the nineties because it was like, man, every year they were in it. Well, guess what? These Knicks, these Knicks, these homegrown Knicks where everybody of relevance is, what are they? 27 or younger? Just got to the place, just got to the as far as Ewing's Knicks got nine times during his run. Think about that for a second. Thanks, Kyle. Deadwards 604. What's going on, Deadwards? The whole team looked incredible tonight. Everyone had a good game. Mitch is, I completely agree, by the way. Mitch is a monster on defense, and Josh Hart is a straight-up dog, D-A-W-G. To emulate the great Robert Cross, all I could say is hashtag 63 wins. Whew. That's a thing. Lunas, what's going on? Lunas, I'm a ride. What contract would Mitch get if he was a free agent this offseason? 
was surprised to find out Mitchell Robinson named his two sons, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. That was very good. That was very good. That was really wonderful. It really is Jared Allen, though. I mean, in terms of like, I mean, again, just take a step back and consider Jared Allen was a 2022 All-Star. He was a 2022 All-Star. Um, and Mitchell Robinson took him this series and folded him up into a little box and ate him and then pooped him out. Like, will Jared Allen get over this series at some point? I don't know. And I don't really care. Um, if he was a free agent this offseason, what would he get? Uh, he pl- It's tough because he plays the center position. Center's tough to evaluate. Um, he'd get 20 a year from somebody. He'd get 20 a year. I think he'd get 20 a year. Maybe a hair more. Maybe, a, a, if anything, maybe a contract starting at 20 a year and going up. Austin Z. Woo! Love it. Mars Paskoff. That dog got Josh Hart in him. <laughs> These are great. I love it. <laughs> Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? Shout out to Jessica, another member of the Knicks Film School team. Uh, she runs our Discord, which I look forward to getting back to this summer after the season is over and I have a little bit more time on our, my hands. Uh, Holy Heart, Knicks in five. Um, Mensa was right. Cavs are uh, see you next Tuesday. Uh, Obi was amazing. Eastern Conference Finals, Dark Horse. Robert was right all along. Tibbs won a series. Let's freaking go, Knicks. Uh, I will see you next Tuesday, uh, although the Knicks will not be playing next next Tuesday, I think. When does it, we should probably, we could talk about the start of their series, right? Andrew, you want to get up here for a sec? Yes, we can. And yes, you will see the Knicks next Tuesday. Will we? I think so. I believe it's, they either play, I was oh, no, so Sunday's confused. the fourth, right? Sunday's the fourth? I was so confused by the tweet, the schedule tweet um, before the game. We could, we could go through it right now. So, the, depending on when the Heat and the Bucks series ends, so if the Heat and Bucks go seven, game seven for them is on Sunday. So the Knicks, Bucks, the Knicks, whoever series would start the second, which is Tuesday. If the Heat win in five or six, though, then game one is on. Uh, game one is on Sunday, April thirtieth. Then game two is on Tuesday, May second, and then the well, next either way they will the play Tuesday. Yeah, either way they're playing Tuesday. I'm just laying out the the schedule that the NBA sent out today. So to be clear, Andrew, mm-hmm. we will see you next Tuesday. Yes, we will see you next Tuesday. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> scotch in your belly. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? Yeah. <laughs> 
a zoo. Let's go on us. Hi. What a fitting way to end the game. Just offensive rebound after offensive rebound after offensive rebound after offensive rebound. And he keeps writing it over and over again. There were many offensive rebounds in the game. Thank you, Hush. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, it's, it's an offensive rebounding display for the ages. Swaggy OG. Cleveland, this is for you. Man. Mm, I'm not gonna, uh, I said this, I think, at one point. I dated a girl in college that was from Cleveland and I drove from New York to Cleveland and back like half a dozen times. There's a lot of nice people in Cleveland and I have nothing but love for my, my college girlfriend. She's a wonderful, beautiful person. She has a wonderful husband, kids, the whole thing. So this is not against her. Cleveland's freaking boring, man. And that is a boring ass drive. And I'm so happy that those people left their seats early because they had so given up on their basketball team. That makes me so happy. Bye. Sayonara. Losers. King JR, New York forever. Let's freaking go. Thank you, King JR. Appreciate the contribution, man. Thank you. Um, Agblatt, thank you for the generous contribution. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, Mars Pascal with another one. Happiest sports moment of my life, and we're just getting started. I, I, I mean, I, look, fandoms. I don't know what your what other your other fandom is, and like how much Knicks are above. What other teams you might root for? I would not begrudge anyone if this was the happiest moment of your sports life. I mean that, especially if you're a fan of like other New York teams. Like, man, I don't want to like crap on any other teams, but like. You know, I think even Andrew would agree with me. If you're a Jet fan, like there probably hasn't been that much over the last, you know, several years. And confirm. Um, you know, I don't know how young you are, but like the Mets obviously made a World Series recently. Um, that was a big deal. Uh, but like, I don't know, maybe you're young and you haven't been watching like, like this. This this is up there. This should be up there, especially if basketball is number one for you and the Knicks number one for you. Sam Slater, what's going on, Sam? Just stayed up late with my seven-year-old to experience something that hasn't happened in his entire life. Oh, hmm. That's awesome. Wild. The Knicks won a playoff series. How about Mitch? Uh, go Knicks, go KFS. My So my daughter, after telling me that um, it's not that serious, it's just basketball, uh, fell asleep on my wife's lap and... Uh, Dolores, God lover, stayed and watched uh, the entire game and then carried my daughter into bed. I have not seen Dolores since. I, although she did text me like a half an hour ago with the shh text, the obligatory shh. So maybe she's still up. But um, it's cool to get to experience these moments with your kids. It really is. And yeah, that's all. It's really cool. Anthony Strano, what's going on, Anthony? We did it. We freaking did it. Nixon five. Hashtag Nixon five. Who's next? Well, we're finding out right now. And and again, I keep looking up and like this game is like over and then it's interesting and then it's over and then it's interesting. Milwaukee is up by seven with 409 to go. Uh, Miami has the ball. Oh boy. We might have to do like a Andrew, we might have to pause the super chats if this gets to the like the last and Jimmy Butler just scored. How you doing? It's a five point game. We might have to pause and like 
narrate the last minute if it comes to that. We'll I've see. got it on my second screen too. I promise you, if if it gets out like it a gets minute left, we'll get we'll get there. We if got it you. gets to that, and the Bucks just I don't know what they did, but they didn't score in the uh, it's the other way. Heat ball. Okay. This Wait, hold on. I'm curious. We need. To, I, I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody listening. It is right now as I'm watching going down from 348 to 347 to 346. How far behind are you? Uh, the ball just got inbounded with 349. So I'm like, so you're four like three seconds, seconds, seconds three behind you. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, hopefully that doesn't pose a problem. Aunt C, been a fan since the David Lee days. Shout out to David Lee. David Lee was a good Nick. David, David Lee, I think there's an argument. Make sure I think this through before I say it. I think there's an argument that David Lee wins the ratio of like best Nick to crappiest team. Like, obviously, there have been better Knicks than David Lee. He made one all-star team. He put up some nice numbers, you know. Um, but like when you compare his production to how bad and dysfunctional the team was during his time there, I think that ratio might be bigger for David Lee than for any other than for any other Nick. You want to, I mean, you could tell me stuff on Marbury, but I feel like stuff on Marbury kind of contributed a little bit to the fact that they were not a great team and those errors overlapped. Um, other than that, you kind of have to go back to the like the late 50s. I'm trying to think because the Knicks had some really good players that came in towards the tail end of when they made three straight finals. Um, and there's one in particular, I forget which one it is, but one of those like all time great Knicks came in towards the end of that run. Anyway, I'm really going off track here. <sighs> I don't think I've ever felt this proud. This is continuing with ANSI's uh, comment. The path to the finals is there. If Miami beats the Bucks, hashtag 63 wins. And uh, yeah, someone on the Bucks, I think Wes Matthews maybe just hit a big three. So yeah, Wes Matthews. Brian Les, what's going on, Brian? Down two starters, JB with an objectively awful second half. Awful in terms of shot making. He he was good otherwise. Cavs at full strength, backs against the ropes, and yet they overcome. Truly special group. We deserve this. I think that might be the newsletter title tomorrow. I'll have to write that one down. Um, yeah, we do deserve that. Uh, Hayden Freed, jump out the damn window. Title now, yes. I mean, I'm not ruling. I mean, I said this during the season, though, and I'll say it again. I, I'm not ruling them out in any series. Like, this Bucks team can't, they're home and they're having trouble putting away this Heat team, missing their third best player. That's been like a mediocre team all year. I mean, you want to talk to me about. Boston? We beat Boston a bunch. Shit, they couldn't even beat Atlanta last night. My God, what a game that was. And then Philly, I mean, that's... man. Talk about Tibbs versus Doc. That would be a... Mm, Tibbs versus Doc. That would be a series. That'd be interesting. Bernard Richardson, we were always the better team. Happy you said that. It's very true. Our rotations are better. Our coaches are better. Our water boys are better. Our Gatorade is better. This matchup was always food on the menu. They looked at it as food. They looked at it as food. Credit to them and credit to all the people you gave shout outs to, including the people that provided the Gatorade, for instilling in them the 
belief that the Cavs were food. A lot of other teams, like, but like, I, I shouldn't even say a lot. That is what makes the Knicks the Knicks. It isn't their. That's why I want to push back about like we were always the better team. We we are better because of our belief. That's part of what makes us better because of the mental and the emotional. 